Hello, everybody, and welcome to another E5 podcast. I am your host, Paul Meenan, and with me, I have the uh, usual suspects. Introduce yourself. Hey, go for it. Um, my name is Mike, also known as Residual Current on social media. Yes. Hey. yes. Hi, guys. It's David Watts, Sparky Ninja here as well. So in uh, BSEN standard terms, I am a BSEN 60898. Um, we have uh, BS4293 <laughs> and BS61008 or BS61009. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're the newer model. I'm 4293. I'm the older fucker, am I? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. You got that. You see that that electrical <laughs> joke there? He's the older model. You're the newer model. God, this you can tell what podcast this is when we're making electrical jokes that are about British standards. Well, you sad gits that you I are. Know, I'm crying inside for myself. So, Mike, welcome back. Um Third time in, um, we mm. we just love having you. To be honest with you, um, the last one melted my brain. You changed mm. our Instagram account um, for the better. Um, although, and actually, I have had some good results from that. So, thank you very much. Oh, that's good. I've not, I've not, I've not been doing it as much as I should, though. But, what mm. like naked pictures sent to you, or <laughs> not, not nudity pictures, but you know, oh. just uh, it's just a bit more, you know. I had a little experiment with the hashtags and things, and I've had a you know. Do you know what posts I, I, that I make have just had the the responses and the engagement has just carried on for longer, so they've mm. obviously existed or been active a bit longer. So I downloaded the hash hish hash app, and I'll be honest with you, I'm struggling to work it. <laughs> I'm like, how does this work? Oh, okay, I tried it, and it just doesn't want me using it. It's like you're over forty, go away. Um, <laughs> You it care. is it is what it is so mike you I've... gave some great tips on instagram um it did work without a doubt I, I genuinely think it did because our instagram account we started it in september and it it did something because there are more and more people following it but hopefully on our instagram account you'll see really unique stuff you don't see anywhere else um even if it's snapshots of documents and information and things to tingle the brain cells it's not just about crappy electrics it's stuff to stimulate a debate a conversation we do get a lot of messages actually on, mm. on the, the instagram questions where did you get that how does this happen are you doing a podcast on this so some of it's teasing but some of it is also to complement these podcasts as well so if you're listening to some the pictures or the visuals will be in the uh in our instagram feed anyway mm. so mike you're yes. 20 mind-blowingly you're 24 23 23 see i'm already i'm already aged i'm already ages ages <laughs> Yeah. 23 right so we were going to in our last podcast ask you for um advice to youngsters um this is a weird podcast oh. we're recording at the moment because obviously we're all in lockdown because mm. of the um the horrendous coronavirus but um let's pretend for this part of the podcast that we're not in lockdown um i want to ask you and even dave chip in what advice you'd have to youngsters getting in to the industry because we do get a few fair few messages from people and we always try and wish them the best and say yeah. you know it's different routes what's what's your advice to people trying to get in this industry and the career best path? thing i could say to someone and i wish it was conveyed to me more um is be be really keen be punctual make sure you you want to do it um and be patient as well because um you know you got three years before you're even you're even at that level where you can start um 
understanding fully everything that's going on and what you're doing and then you know progressing yourself as well and making what you want to um of of the electrical industry but yeah just yeah be keen and hungry and patient as well i'd say no that's um that's pretty good advice um dave yo if we were advising youngsters yeah. people trying to join the industry i'm being ageist again aren't i using the term youngsters um <laughs> but let's just pretend a lot of a lot of the people in the industry are young um and they want advice on the qualification path to take to get mm. them to that title well, of electrician well you've already just ruined the conversation there by suggesting that that's easy to explain <laughs> the qualification path to enter the industry is an absolute minefield of nonsense. So fractured. There's so many qualifications. I like the way you say that. A minefield yeah. of nonsense. It's, it, it's, it's all dep- it all depends on what you feel like doing, what you don't feel like doing, but then what the college feels like delivering for you, what they feel like putting together for you as well. And then they'll incentivize you by saying you want to do this when you may not want to do that. Mm. So here's the problem. It's not good enough. It's old courses, old hat, old nonsense. We've talked about the electrical apprenticeships needing to evolve and upgrade. We need to have apprenticeships structured with the end goal at the beginning. You know, smart technologies, new innovations, things like uh, electric vehicles, things like even even the even the really cool technical stuff, like you know, stage lighting and events and all the little things that you can go off and. That needs to come to the very beginning, not. Let's spend ages talking about AC theory and DC motors and brushless mm. and squirrel cages. The stuff that cannot, without without doing any of that, any disrespect, isn't very exciting. Mm. Well, I have to say, you know? I, I do I do agree with you because um, I have I think in my entire career worked on five motors. All mm. of them used a variable speed drive. All of them were wider than yeah. They were massive. They were huge. They were monstrous motors. You know, hundreds of kilowatts. These things were massive. Um, I don't. I never saw the point of it in college. To be honest with you, it didn't. It didn't enhance my confidence levels while learning on that journey. Um, for me, I think modern a modern electrician, if we can call, if we can even use that title anymore, I would suggest maybe the modern competence needed. I think starts off with confidence um, and ability to do the task, without a doubt. Um, but I think anyone training should first look to understand the fundamental principles, not just the wiring rigs, but fundamental principles of how to select and erect a wiring system, a power distribution system, um, you know, protection systems from over voltage, under voltage, you know, control switching, all those basic things that would form a domestic or in a small commercial industrial installation. And obviously all the basic bits. Mm. Then I think they should then go into their specialism, mm. whether it's theatre lighting smart homes temporary distribution generator systems and and that and the only person who can really tell them about their own competence i hate to say it is them well the thing it's is your confidence levels isn't it yeah so extent. what you need to do is you need to make them want to get to the end of the goal so we need to show them people that work it's like i know the iot have these little case studies these little videos of all these people in very 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 specific technical areas which isn't the typical outputs of a, of a standard yeah. apprenticeship you know even people i'm like in one of them people. yeah i'm in now, one of them. don't now, get shown we, much but i'm <laughs> one of them <laughs> but we want to show these people you know okay an apprenticeship is a route to many further options mm. yeah yes. and that's the point i mean no, none of this stuff is done in three years it's done in three years plus 
X amount of years wherever you want to go, but the world is your oyster at that point. Mm. We need to show them that at the beginning so they can be inspired to go to that. We need to make it exciting. And at the same time, we need to start taking some of this further back into the schools. So they're already thinking about this at the end of their school life. Instead of getting to that point where they've got GCSEs and then they're being told you don't want to go to uni or you do, you should go to uni or you should go to college or you should do an apprenticeship, but they don't actually have any idea on vocations. The vocations should be introduced to them at an earlier stage. I I also think one of the things that they should have, um, they should have more what I would consider um, stark reality given to them. They should give, yes. be given more practical uh, chances to do more practical experience and have honest and open feedback, even if that is negative. But once they get to that initial milestone of finishing their underpinning training, they should be massively congratulated. Anyone who gets out of college should be massively congratulated and a huge pat on the back for them. But they should leave that college going, great, that's that first part of the journey completed. Mm-hmm. Now begins the next stage. That's and it's step like, one. Yeah, it's like America, in it? They have that journeyman electrician, don't they? Mm-hmm. And you've got to do X amount of years from you can go from like apprentice into electrician and then journeyman. And I think it's like six or seven years. Yeah. Um, yeah before you're allowed, you call yourself a master electrician, which is fantastic. Unfortunately, the training world sees itself as the journey, you know, and they've introduced this new term now, the end point assessment with the end point assessor, and they're still calling it the end point. So for the person on the journey, they think at the end of their three year journey, it's all being called the end point and they're not really being it's you know, a bad showing anything else. It's very bad, very bad. Once term. again, it's an horrendous use of terminology in the electrical industry. You're right, end point assessment, ball, because I still there's loads of things that I'm not competent in. Mm. And if I had an end point assessment in, I would fail. I don't think there is an end point. <laughs> No, exactly not if you want to do something exciting next week that you haven't done before you've always got to learn you've always exactly. got to move and, and that's the thing the people that find the industry exciting and some people don't a lot of people do yeah. um, because what you can achieve those who do find it exciting will always always agree on one phrase every day's a school day in our industry mm. Mm. and it really is and if it isn't you have to wonder what you're doing and i know i know people um and i'll be honest about it, i know guys who do like maintenance and they get really bored very easily but they miss one part of the vital equation that can make it still exciting them their own motivation to continue to learn and understand the stuff they're supposed to be maintaining you know i'm i've I've got guys who are now maintaining new smart technology so they've had to go through training my god it's dusted off the the brain cells like mad you can see their eyes and he popping out their head when they're having to learn these 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 minor changes smart technologies electric Mm -hmm. vehicles the things they see changing in their home is inspiring many people to want to retrain to be electricians or just to start becoming or you know when they get out of school to become an electrician it just unfortunately it's not it's not appealing enough with the way it's structured right now it's Mm. not i mean we've got We've got domestic scope and we've got commercial scope, which confuses the issue on approach to the industry already. And those who want to go into the full-on apprenticeship route, there's obviously funded, there's not funded. There's things like JTL where you're an apprentice, but you may not, you know, but then you go in and it's kind of like there are many people on apprenticeships with no jobs. I think it comes back to the debate yeah. of what actually constitutes an electrician nowadays, which I think I think we've covered, and I think I'm going to be covering again at some yeah. point soon on another podcast. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's very but fractured, isn't it, the whole it is. way in and out and the in-between. And... I, had a, I, had a, I had a lady join me, uh, connect to me on LinkedIn. I, I did a webinar, and I guess that's where she saw me. I said at the end, people said, where well, if we connect? I said, oh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. 
and she's a level one apprentice and she's just doing voluntary work in hotels and things and you know she's getting voluntary work because she can't find employment she's a level one apprentice looking for an apprenticeship but she's already in training yeah. she started the training in january and she's 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 you know she's um i don't i don't know she's she's not just out of school let's put it that way yeah yeah but she Probably wants enough, to retrain my my uh one of my subbies sub subbies he has employed electrician to work on my railway and he doesn't start college until september and already he knows all of the british standard numbers for all the breakers mm. he's like a sponge and the mm. thing is is the guy he's working with has an absolute ocd for doing a proper job and he's a breath of fresh air for me because he's one of the guys i heavily rely on and yet this apprentice i've pulled him aside and i've said listen dude you have no idea how fortunate you are this guy is really passionate really caring take everything you can from him learn you're going to have a fantastic time learning from him um consider yourself lucky and the guy had only been with him four or five weeks and he went yeah i do i could already see it yeah there are started college yet it's fantastic. there are those there are those people out there um unfortunately obviously with the way the qualifications are structured or the way the training is is developed there's no there's no funnel for those people to go down where they can then be selected and then graded for that ability they're Cost, just yeah. they're just carded with the rest mm-hmm. they're qualified with the rest and they're lost in the flock and so people who have that initiative to actually go further or level up or whatever we don't have a way to take them aside or push them further That's or a, give them support even on an ohnc or on something that is a great term dave carded with the flock you do come out with some great <laughs> onliners you burn it all down um carded with the flock yeah no um it is true. my feels of nonsense but, but it's you true can, you can miscard people who will have got to an endpoint assessment and genuinely put them out in the real world will freeze will mm. not have that confidence this is why i always say that I, i've said to many a learner it's the it's the conscious knowledge of your own competence and that mm. and that also ties in with confidence as well i always said to myself um in year one by year three you must be able to put up a yeah. fuse box on the wall and gland a cable by by the end of year one i was able to do that so i was pushing my own boundaries pushing the goals that i wanted set for myself so by the time i did have come out my time i knew i could do industrial sparking but i was scared of domestic sparking because hadn't done enough of it i was scared of railway signaling and kind of why i went yeah. and did diversifying my knowledge and skills we are at a we are at a very particular point right now um, in these past five years, and so for the next five years forward as well, where young pe- young people at school or even young apprentices have or old med- or old or old have immediate access to taste the electrical industry just by going on social media, just by going online, looking at YouTube, looking at content. Some of it's really rubbish. Some of it's really really good. Um, but they have this and there are again we've said this in the previous podcast i've had i've had people contact me about doing you know some advice for them doing work on their fuse box at home and they're 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 not they're, they're like 12 or kids something. and so you're kids, immediately going, oh, that's that that you know um and there are but i mean there's that there's that um yeah, but there are some people really passionate there's that young lad that plumber dude on instagram hp you know he's not he's obviously just playing in the garage and he's got all the tools he's, he's aspiring to enter the industry in plumbing and that's the thing you know mm. some people will tap onto social media and yeah. so it's it's time to you know and that's great and so we have to see we'll have to see 
if they come in wanting that and then the colleges offer them this textbook of nonsense, they're going to then ask for better from the colleges. Mm. And that's, that's like I've always said is we've got to start asking for better. Well, that's where colleges. organic change comes from as well. It will. It will. People it has saying, to. I want better. I want better. Yeah. I, I, I'm paying a lot of money. It's got to come to a head. The, the amount of times I get told, oh, that was much better than what I paid for. You know, I did a webinar earlier on with my dad and we talked about a couple of things with fire and premature collapse and two, three, two or three people in the chat mentioned a certain provider, certain competent person scheme, the training they had with them and the information they were given. Um, we pretty much just disproved it and we we're actually quite angry with the information given by the trainers. You know, very, very um, basically without, without saying too much. The question about the rule plug, the plastic rule plug and stuff, and they said, well, you know, if it's hot enough, that hot, everyone will be dead anyway, so it doesn't matter. You know, completely moving off of the point of the regulation for yeah. firefighters to tackle fires. Uh, this kind of attitude stinks. And if we keep mm. giving this information to people at the front end on social media, the guys are going to come into the industry with much wider, wider eyes to what the industry is like. Mm. And they're going to expect better from what it's offering. I wish it was like how it is now when I was mm. 16, man. Um, and, you know, that's only eight years ago now. But, yeah. yeah. Feels longer, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you, now you're, now yeah. you're off the yeah. tools and in the office, mate. It's, um, <laughs> it'll age you quickly. Um, yeah. So before we go on to the next one, should we talk about um, the dreaded state of affairs we're all finding ourselves in obviously um because we're in lockdown now this is um what so you want to talk about covid19 mm. what day of the week is it i have no idea um wednesday it's, oh, yeah, it's wednesday, wednesday. Yeah. um i i can't even remember what week we're in now of the, all these lockdowns to one shoot but it's well this is week four because i think last week was the last week but we've carried we've extended i believe i'm right oh yeah that was inevitable in all fairness yeah, yeah, yeah. the only reason they did that was to keep people calm and yeah stop you know taper out all yeah. the panic buying um but yeah we've got what, what have we got at the moment it's about thirteen thousand people have died from this and no sign of a cure and yeah i went out, i went out today because i again i had to get some shopping mm. and you wouldn't think everyone was like you know it's just back to normal yeah. Well, the thing is, the thing is obviously, we had obviously that panic rubbish and everyone panicking. But fundamentally, yep. and as, as I've said this on the previous podcast, you know, we sat, we talk about the NHS heroes. We've got people who drive the vehicles. We've got people at work. I do a lot of work in the food industry and they're still at work because they've got to make the food. We've got to produce the food. We've got to transport the food. You know, we, the essential services. Yeah. I mean, mm. We're going to do another podcast, I think, where we talk about how people are considering their own work to be essential. But for now... It's people are still working now. They may be trying to work as home from, as much as they can, uh, but they still got to make the bread. They've still got to that because it's business. But fundamentally, we've got to have food, you know, and that's got to, I, the logistics has to work as well. Do you know, what I was told today in Tesco's, and, and I completely agreed with it. Um, it. The woman said to me, "I said, oh, it's it's quite busy in here," and she said, um, "We got chatting about bits and bobs," and she said, "It's nice actually to be considered a key worker." Mm. Mm. And I thought, I thought, but you, but you guys are people who work, keeping people fed, keeping things moving, looking yeah. after people's health are keyword. I think a lot of people are massively manipulating. It's the same with the guys. Hundred percent. It's the same with massively. the guys on. It's the same with the guys on the bins. You imagine if they, you know, we've had like the odd strike here or there, and we worry about it there or there. But if they were just cut off, yeah, yeah, you know, it won't take yeah. long for it to look like an apocalypse movie out there. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's the point. We have to we have to really realize who the key workers are in all this. Yeah, but 
the NHS are clearly the front line workers, though, and that is. Uh, yeah. Well, my missus is NHS, and she is, um, but she's in mental health services, and and it's it's just totally overwhelming her as it is, because the lockdown affects uh, affecting people's mental health. I mean, I I've been working from I've always kind of in my job i work in in a head our head office in london mm. but because of the nature of what i do and how busy we are on the route i found it better to work on the route in a bit more peace and quiet or work from home now at home i'm super efficient with my quad monitors of doom and all the rest of it um but i have now literally i mean i wake up in the morning and at nine o'clock i sit at this desk and that's it i then do video yeah. calls and, and and whatsapp video calls and then before you know, I look down and it's half three or four o'clock and I haven't moved. Mm. And you're like, this is weird. This is yeah, yeah. proper horrible. Now, your efficiencies are through the roof because you're doing loads more, doing loads more. But they're also affected because everybody's talking digitally all the time because everybody's sat in front of the desk doing the same thing, trying to use work as a distraction while other people may have large families who they're naturally worried about. And I'm just not in the mood for work. I mean, I, I've actually today, Dave, this is true, I've actually booked annual leave to go into my garden. I've actually booked Which is just the Bible. You're, you're in your work in the garden. right now, mate. You're at your desk. Yeah. You're in your place Which of work. Which is insane right because annual leave is normally go away, leave yeah. the home. But I actually just want some time away mm. from what I now call my digital tomb. Because when I'm here... I'm here doing this. I'm here doing stuff that I enjoy doing, talking to my mates, talking about general stuff, chewing the fat. When mm. I'm at work and you're chained to this and you've got like, you know, I mean, I did a video conference today with a director of Network Rail, um, video conference with a supplier, and it's constant, constant, constant. You're thinking, this is just more and more work. So the work, the work efficiencies are going up, but the social and mental health impact. Yeah. It's also going up. It's, it's, it's. I think for some of us, it's because we're we're stuck. We 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 don't have the freedom, like you say. You can go from station to station. Mad times you've done a little walk through a station. You yeah, can yeah. kind of you you could do the work in a number of ways. So you can yes. think about your mental being and your fitness and your walking around. Now, right now, you've got to sit at that desk. There's nothing else that you can do for work other than sit at that desk. Really, yeah, I know. And the worst uh, thing is, and I've that's got not a list. good. I've got yeah. a list of work things to do. Everybody else is doing that though, so work is coming at you quicker. I know, yeah. and and and, yeah. and I'm still keeping people in work. Um, and anything we're more busy now, um, because obviously we've got to keep the railways running and and keep them, keep them going is an understatement. But it's 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 harder. I never thought I'd say this, but part of me misses an office. But part of me, this has made me realise that the work life balances we have in in this country are just horrendous. A lot of I think people, everyone's realised that. Yeah, A lot of people, I mean, my brother does this, a lot of people who work from home, they kind of, a lot of them have an arrangement where they don't really go nine to five. They will go, they'll have be a bit more flexibility so they can have a bit of distancing from that one station or whatever. I'm doing these webinars at the moment and um, as soon as a webinar is finished, I'm up and I'm out. Of this office i'll go get a cup of tea i'll go sit and talk watch tv with on the boys whatever and about half an hour to 45 minutes i'll return i'll then speak with the old man i'll look at the emails i'll make it ready for the next webinar but as soon as it's done i'm i've got to have that separation well the trouble is is for me i can't i struggle to go downstairs because when i do go downstairs my missus has converted the front room to an office and she'll be on the phone to suicidal people 
or on the phone to the police. And so I'll sit there and I'm not even supposed to hear these conversations. No, exactly. And and it's and and, and my missus, the stuff that she deals with as far as mental health and all the rest of it is just it's horrific. It's absolutely mm. she deals with some of the most horrific stuff and and the workload is getting more and more and more and more and even doctors i was watching the news today downstairs while i was eating my dinner even the doctors are now doing like little uh video logs of their own oh, mental I had health one. suffering and i had one this morning from um uh, we got this, this gentleman uh dr dr philip something did a video this uh yesterday the end of the bank holiday week and he announced how it's been and he said that today, um, well, this was yesterday, so he was in a heart Nepal at a clinic, and then the other was at another clinic. And he was just going through, you know, uh, the number of people in intensive care, the number of issues. And there was a video this afternoon um, of a nurse who's just come out of intensive care. So she's in recovery, and there's everybody applauding her in the local hospital. But they're being very honest. And he, he, basically, he, he said that this is, um, you know, that we're still on the climb here. We're not actually at the peak. Mm. Uh, and you know, and we just got to keep. I tell you what, we've got to keep doing what we're doing. That yeah. virus looks horrific, doesn't it? I mean, it looks yeah. like it takes no prisoners at all. I mean, yeah. some people have died with no symptoms Remember, at all. Remember, we first heard it was all about old people with existing conditions. Yeah, but when you look so at like it, the flu, wasn't it? yeah, yeah. But when you look at it, and I looked at it back over in China, and I was looking across Asia, and I was seeing things that you know, a lot of that was fairly well controlled. That media, but I was seeing the odd child here, the odd young person. But we're seeing now. I think I heard a five-year-old, I think, the other day. Mm. Um, you know, and there was a 43-year-old mother just near me who was a mother of twin boys, you know, um, healthy people yeah. as well, and um, with no pre-existing conditions. It really it really is, at the moment, a bit of a lottery. Yeah. yeah. It is. Um, and, and the thing is, is uh, now I know enough... Homes. And I know of enough stories now of people who've actually passed. So I know, I know electricians whose family members have passed of it, um, people in our supply chain um, who have mm -hmm. one guy, his uncles, all three of his uncles died of it. Um, yeah, a lot. Of it, it, I think when this is done, everybody's going to know someone who's been affected of it. And, yeah. and yet the lockdowns, I don't think I don't want to I don't want to use this to be critical of government because I think Boris is I can't I can't criticize what Boris Johnson has done so far. I think Boris how, is, how has can, had a, a crap time. Yeah, I can't at criticize the, him. At the end of the day, we can look at people like, you know, Dave, you know, without going into politi politics right now, let's try not to. But we can look at people like David Cameron, who you know abandoned us with Brexit and all that stuff. But oh, man's an who else would want this job right now? No, Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Nobody yeah, wish I it on anyone it, either. I find you? it disgusting as well the people on on social media who yeah. are actually making everything political again now. All the Labour guys and everything else. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? This not none. This is not the time for any yeah. of that. When this is done, you can have your Spanish Inquisition all you want. Yeah. But only when it's done and we are yeah. massively in the clear. Until then, I have my advice to all, all parliamentarians is shut up and get the goddamn job done. I find it embarrassing, like everybody's moaning at the Home Secretary for not being frontline enough. Um, she's got a job to do. Let yeah, her go yeah. and run the police force. Let her go and coordinate all the, the Homeland Security. She doesn't have to come and spill her guts every five seconds. Let the Health Secretary, let the people doing the curing. Well, the thing is, the, the country still needs to run how it was with all of this on top it's an extra burden of instead of uh, it is yeah. it's insane what some people are expecting and when you look at the expectations of people it's always backed by a political agenda and i'm sorry but i, I and i will say this i am so anti-left it's mind-blowing i didn't even know what left was um a year ago but i just find it's there's too much 
there's some honesty needed in our country. I find, yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't want to go into too much into politics either, but I'm I find right, when, I look, when right. I look, I'm yeah, right I'm fine that, you know, the, the you go, you look right and you're like, hang on, no, no, t- whoa. But when you look left, you're like, well, no progress is going to happen with that. And you have to find out where you are, you know. Yeah. I, I might be slightly right of centre if I was to give myself a label, but I just don't get labels, to be honest, with it all. Um, I don't get it either. Um, uh, someone asked me the first time I ever heard of it. Somebody said to me, "Are you right wing or left wing?" And no. I was like, um, "What?" I had to go. People and like it up. to have it all categorised, don't they? And, well, yeah, know. they do. They do, and and it's like, yeah. wow. Um, put 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 that this, logo on me. Why don't this, you? Uh, this is this is you know this is the time where we need to realise that this is a you know this is a virus that's killing people, and it doesn't care what your race, your colour, your sex, your mm. age, or your political agenda. And we've all got. To survive this as much I think as the Labour can. Party do. I think the Labour Party care. <laughs> Although, in, in fairness, I will say in my defence, I have voted Labour in the past. Yeah. I have voted Lib Dem in the past, and I have voted Conservative in the past. And I've I've not voted for any of the other parties, but I've always voted for one of those parties. Mm. Um, but, yeah, uh, I just find the politicising of it is weird. Um, I, I'm By all intentional purposes, it looks like this is not really going to – we're not going to come out of this till June. I think we're definitely in this for the rest of April. Uh, and and the best part of May, and I'm probably sure at the beginning of May they'll probably start announcing something. But yeah. I've heard, I've heard. I mean, I've read there is now guidance about the cancellation of the GCSEs this year. There's there's yeah. talk about that now. So the academic school year is pretty much given. You know, it's it's tossed. Mm. So God knows what's going to happen with regards to that. It might be that the guys who are going to do their the exams are going to be prepared for December. Maybe who knows um so i've said i said to my wife i said well the boys are gonna be homeschooled we just had obviously the four days at easter but we decided to carry on the homeschooling just so it didn't kind of ruin the flow disrupt so so, you know yeah because you know we the homeschooling is going okay i mean she's doing it pretty much by herself because i'm trying to do some work get some work done um so we carried it on and they're they're doing all right but we've given up on the idea of going back to school this year um, yeah. it must be nice though as well, well having the family around because as as the working dad you know and stuff it must be nice to actually just get some i mean you see this been great there's it's, been some great videos on social media of blokes like getting to know their families and talking yeah. amongst each other going yeah. oh my son oh blob he's all right he is i didn't really know who he was before and now he's all right well i think yeah. it's nice in that respect i've spent the last few years pretty much in hotels and on motorways um yes, and I, i've sat i've sat a lot lately when I'm, because I'm, I'm basically at home, working from home, but I'm home or in the house because obviously my work is in the in a detached garage. And I've just sat and I've just looked at my youngest, Max. He's uh, he's two now, and he's at an age right now where I haven't really seen the other three boys at that age with the way they behave because I've just missed it. They've gone from baby to toddler. Yeah, this cute bit in the middle <laughs> that I've just not seen. And my youngest is there right now, and I've just been like. Coming over and really enjoying it, really trying yeah. to enjoy it. But he is really enjoying having his brothers around because his brothers are normally at school, so he's and getting a lot of extra. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's really getting a lot of more development. He's getting. He's becoming a little bit of a swine, um, but he's growing up a bit quicker because he's yeah. surrounded by his brothers and he's loving it. Um, so no, um, we are. We. I mean, we've got. We've got the habit. I mean, um, we use Tesco. Um, and every at midnight, you have to check for the slots to be available. Oh, you know, yeah. so we're waiting up at midnight. We're looking for the slots. So we get into a queue, and then they're all bloody gone. Yeah, and then, yeah. then Bella gets a slot, and she says, "I've got one." We 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 do one shop a week. I mean, I know somebody that is trying to grab every slot with three yeah. different shops. They're this they're this worried, 
and they're having consecutive deliveries every day over the road from us. You know, there, there's yeah. like an, there, there's an Asda, then tomorrow it'll be a Sainsbury's. One day there's an Asda and a Tesco on the same day, about two hours apart. Yeah, you know, people are said, still panic buying. People they are, are still panic yeah. shopping. They are um, still doing it, and they're doing it online. And um, and we can't. We can. We're only allowed to get with Tesco. We're only allowed eighty items. Okay, um, that's the limit. That's for everybody. And now for us. We're coping with that, but if we, for example, we did a dinner the other night. We did corn dolls and prontos and little snacky things. It was like eight boxes of snack food, you know, and that's one meal. Mm. So in the in so in a day, you're gonna have eight boxes for a dinner. You're gonna have cereal. You're gonna have lunch. So eighty products is not actually no. enough to feed a family of six over a week. But we we are keeping it to a weekly shop. We've had to learn that. Yeah, yeah. I think we we do a weekly shop as well, or if needs be, like we'll do a small one to the um, the BP garage for a loaf of bread or some buns and stuff. But yeah, well, the BP garage one, it's so expensive you don't really want to go in there unless you get the minimal. Mm. Um, And and the only thing really you want is bread or milk. And the BP garage, in fairness, they're brilliant because you can you can walk in there. They've got a queuing system, but there's rarely ever queue because it's so expensive. It seems so. It seems that the impossible thing to get right now is flour. Yes, everyone. Everyone's my missus everyone's... asked me today. Yeah. <laughs> my missus asked me today to get her flour, and every single shelf was empty. And apparently, it's been empty in Tesco's for months. So, yeah, yeah. baking is the thing to do. Weird, I don't, don't know. Really. Yeah, with baking yeah, bread, they, they they've stocked up on the ingredients to bake bread when they need to. And also cake making, good family exercises, good to teach yeah. kids, and yeah. But yeah, so it's a weird it's a weird time for everyone, Mike. Yeah. How are you handling work? Because uh, tell us about how it's affected your work life. I mean, we know how I am now. I'm working from home. Dave is constantly working in his dojo. It's not your shed. It's your dojo. My dojo. (laughs) Um, How's it affecting you, Mike? Yeah, um, I'm not enjoying it as much. Obviously, I'm grateful to be in work. I know a lot of people aren't getting anything at the minute. So um, I'm very, very grateful to be in work. But, yeah, it's just adjusting, really. I'm enjoying the time with my family. But then, you know, my little one's just turned one, so she's running around and desperate for attention. But me and and my partner are staring at screens in the living room, you know, all day. So you're in the living room? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so how do you actually get to that point in the morning after breakfast? Right, right, now I'm going to work. Yeah, so it's a bit of of getting a load of loads of toys out trying to you know stimulate her in a way um putting stuff on you know on the tv trying not to be too much like just movies and stuff we're trying to do you know educational stuff and that as well but um yeah and just just um trying our best basically as you can imagine i think that's what we're all doing really yeah i'm kind of yeah as as paul says i've got this dojo so i can basically i can get up do breakfast coffee and then Mm. i can actually say to the boys right i'm off to work yeah and if i lock if i shut my door it means I'm doing a live recording or a podcast or anything, yeah, yeah. and then they know mm-hmm. not to come out. And then well, as soon as I'm done, I'll stay working, emails, whatever, but I'll open the door, and they'll come in, they'll jump on the sofa, they'll come up yeah, to here, yeah. they'll spam at my keyboard, and I'll, I'll go for call, and then I'll kick them out. But yeah, I try I try to have some time with them, because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm at home. Dad, daddy's at home. They want to see, you know, they want to exactly. come up and see me. It's, it's not, they can actually see me through the window. I look out the window, I can see into my conservatory. So, like my my uh, one of my boys will be playing like, on the Xbox on Fortnite, and they'll be going, "I'm on level, blah blah blah," telling me how much better he is than me at Fortnite, and I'll be yeah. going, "Yeah, like this." And so I have to try to stay engaging with them. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a but, juggle. Uh, it is. It is. For me, I, I could. I couldn't. I don't know if I could work in the living space with them though. My my missus has set up where our living room is. There's like a bay window, so she set up the kitchen table in the bay, and that's oh, right. where she's working from now. So the front room is her living room is her office, mm. and what we found is with our dog. The dog will basically pester her for cuddles, then come upstairs, sit on the new little couch we've got, and then pester me. So I'm I'll be sat here, yeah. uh, looking into a webcam, and I'll have the mic on mute, and the dog will jump up on my lap, and then just snort and lick and cuddle me while everyone on the videos are watching, going, "Oh, your dog's lovely, your dog's lovely." She'll get down, she'll go downstairs, um, and then she'll do it again to my missus, get a cuddle from her. When my missus is have the phone, she'll come back up here. So today alone, I've had her five times literally lying across me, just like like licking me or looking out of the window um, and just grabbing attention. That's all she does now, up, down, up, down, just yeah. attention-seeking. But that's a dog, by the way, not a child. Child, it'd be just... It's the same with, the same with uh, pets. I mean, it's a routine, and mm. the routine has changed. It has. Yeah. You know, yeah, my routine's massively out of whack. So is that work routine or just because yeah, I find everything stopping work and going downstairs and then yeah I think it's affecting mental health I do yeah I, yeah I used to love sitting here doing stuff you know I did Dave mm. now I'm so sick of this this view these quad monitors is just doing my head into on a shoe it's almost soul because, destroying at times that's because you've gone it's... you've gone you've gone from wanting to be there to do things to being pulled yeah there. it's being there not like you're forced to be but it's out of choice isn't it yeah, yeah i yeah. think um and that's yeah. subconsciously wearing away yeah you look at it differently i think yeah this is nice because um this is me wanting to do it but um mm. yeah the work stuff is is quite hard and I think everyone I work with, to be honest, we're all suffering from it because it's it's constant. It's constant when we're all sitting at our desks all day, every day. Mm. It is it, it's draining because you miss the human interaction at work of being able to just go into a room and having a chat and just chew the fat for twenty minutes just to have mm. that social interaction that breaks. I think a, a lot of people have got to that stage now. I've seen a few posts today. I mean, we've seen for the past few weeks, you know. You know, the government is asking you to stay at home, sit on your ass, eat food, watch TV, just don't go out. You know, we should all be enjoying this. And then we're now seeing people going, I miss going out and I miss seeing people. Yeah. And I miss meetings. I miss, you know, people are really starting to miss that. And I think, you know, it's for some people who people are working work. at home. Yeah. You know, some people never say that before. <laughs> it is a novelty to work at home, but it can be very boring. And that can turn into forms of depression and stress. I don't... I don't mind the work from home. I just think it's the the not being able to go out and do what I normally. So for me, my my breakaway was always going to Cineworld, um, yeah. and it, what I call my fortress of eternal solitude, and just falling asleep in a film. I haven't done that in ages. Or going to the gym for a swim, I haven't done that in ages, as my belly can attest. Um, it's and I think when when we go from lockdown to non lockdown. I think everyone in life is going. There's a lot of business is going to be so busy. It's going to be a boom. You know, yeah. Everything's going to be. It's going to be a huge boom because cars need servicing. My MOTs run out. That needs doing. There's going to be a massive backlog. I've got to get my teeth fixed because my wisdom tooth broke. I can't get a dentist appointment. You try to get a dentist appointment. They're booking them for like end of July, August now. Mm. So it's it's everything's mm. backlogging. We have literally froze time, and I know the government is saying, "Oh, relax, Except enjoy." The construction industry. <laughs> well, the construction industry, to be honest with you, I just think the way the construction hand. The, I'll say this: 
and I don't care who hates me for it. The way the construction industry has handled this has been nothing short of wank. And mm. I don't mean that in the fun, pleasurable sense. I mean it in the awful, disgusting, shameful. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that the, the, was it the construction industry council has issued this um, site operating procedures. Yeah. Um, Mace are going back to work. The chief exec of the a lot of places haven't even stopped. Mace. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. It makes a mockery that people can be fined for not social distancing, but mm. yet loads of them have to go to work and have trades standing it's, all over each other. Well, a lot of people getting contracts held over them as well because they're not yeah. sticking to program and stuff like yeah, that. That's bullshit. That is yeah. dirty it, tactics. The, gov- the government advice has been written very cleverly where it down to the employer. Those who yeah, those who read it one way will read it where it says right, it's well, open to interpretation. We sh- yeah, we should we should not work. Um and we should stay at home unless we have to work. And if we have to work, it's you know, that's like key working. Yeah, where we have to work essential work, essential services. But some people are working because they think having to earn an income is key working. Well, that's what the point of the support from the government is. You know, mm-hmm. that the, 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 the that is the incentive to try to remind us that actually the need to work is because we have, and we should try as much as we can to work from home. But this is the problem; they've not it's not been strong enough in saying do's or don'ts because they've mm-hmm. not gone to that point. This is I mean, exposed weird. a lot, though, isn't it? It's exposed I've a seen, lot of things. I've seen I've seen plumbers on Twitter etc. saying I'm going to do boiler a boiler install next week. Got to you know got to keep you know yeah. got to keep working, got to keep burning. Nut, but you're going to here's yeah. here's the here's the here's the issue, right? If I work in a food factory, I've got to produce food. Fine, I'm going to go from A to B, A to B, A to B, or A to B, then B back to A. Yeah, that's it. So I'm going home to work, work to home. Yeah. No other visits. I'm not going to Costa. I'm not going to go to McDonald's. I'm not going to go to the cinema. I'm going to work, do essential work, going to come home. Now, a tradesman, he's going to go get some gear. He's going to go to a house. He may pick up COVID-19. He's not going to know that. She's not going to know that for a week or two. Then they're going to go to another house, then another house, then another house, yeah. then another house, then another house. Yeah. yeah. This stuff stays on surfaces for hours and days, depending yeah. on the surfaces, you know, metal surfaces and stuff. And, you know, we had we had the situation. But again, I understand the this is the this is the point of this, though. There are emergencies. There are, you know, blackouts. Yeah. There are leaks. So there has to be some tolerance. But that's the point. We had um, our boiler went down. We had no hot water. Mm. Yeah, I had no hot water. I got a house with four kids and my wife. So we thought, oh, my wife contacted um, a plumber who is a wife of uh, a wife, husband of one of her friends on Facebook. He lives literally about eight houses down there. Um, so we stayed downstairs. He went upstairs. He worked on it. He repaired it. We gave some things a clean. He, we gave him wipes to use and all that. We tried our best. But we had mm. to get the heating back on. To me, that is okay because that is immediate work, and we have obviously hygiene. We have to have hot water, etc. But it's not putting up a light fitting. It's not replacing a boiler, etc. Unless it's an emergency. This is the problem. It's the interpretation of what is essential. Essential is not having to carry on earning money if the government is going to supplement that. I think the problem is so like we we do a lot of work for like Sainsbury's and Co-op and stuff in the distribution centres. We are working, you know, flat out with them, which is absolutely paramount, just like Port Railway. Exactly, yep. and just then like we're also our local hospital. We've just fitted out a area um, for like hundreds of extra beds, yep. power yep. stuff like that. But yep. then we're also doing office refurb projects where we don't want to go. We've literally got one person there, um, mm. but we ha- we're contractually forced to, and we'll get fined if we don't. And that's obviously going to affect the company. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then just from that, though, you yeah. get people going. Oh well, that guy's going to work. 
you know, and then so they think, oh, well, you know, and obviously it's financial hardship for people. So then you get people going, oh, well, he's going to work. I'll just, and that's the problem. It's so. Anyone who's enforcing a financial penalty in construction at the moment is an arsehole. Exactly. Yeah, They're probably. arseholes. And they are part of the problem. They are part of the problem in our industry. They are part of the cancer that is the construction industry. They are yeah. not part of any people solution. People are still worried about deadlines, you know, and we're, we're, we got this one project. We can't even source the materials because of this virus. Yet we're still being. You're going to be held for your deadline. Yeah, yeah. The, wor- the worst thing is it shows how fragile we are, though, for something like this. Because re- realistically, one of the lessons learned from this should be resilience planning at a national level. Now, we we always assume that the government had all these contingencies and all these warehouses and everything else. And this has shown how fragile supply chains are. Hospital. I mean, we're building, what, six new hospitals in a matter of weeks at God mm. knows what cost. Um, and yet, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen people arguing over rates on social media, where mm. for me, if you were an electrician working in a hospital, to me, it's national service. Yeah, 100%. You're doing, you're doing a service. I agree. You've got the goods there, haven't you? you and, and, and the worst thing is, is that <clears> the manufacturers that are dining out on look what we're supplying... Are they getting paid for that? You're damn right. They get. They should be supplying that shit for free. Yeah. When I saw, I don't know if it was a spam or whatever. When I when I saw that post about that hospital and electricians being paid twenty pound an hour, I saw loads of people going, "It's London, twenty pound an hour. That's garbage." I'm thinking, fucking hell. Well, I thought you're yeah. part you know, of the problem. I'm thinking, hang on. If I was, if I was in any, I mean, I have, I, I put myself into an area of responsibility because I'm trying to deliver training to trying to, I'm trying to keep electricians thinking, trying to help mental health by doing free webinars. But if I was geographically near there, yeah. I would be on my network of people. I'd go, right, guys, who's up for it? Yeah. And then, and then I'd ask, for, I'd ask about... for money to help with PPE, with help with all the safety, but the work would not be charged. Yeah, yep. yeah. You know, temporary systems in my area. I whack that in. It would be tested. And oh, there was a guy on LinkedIn this afternoon. I saw you I post. Saw I don't know what that's about, but clearly a lot of this distribution is like temporary with the endpoint being data trunk and converted. That's clearly what they've whacked in there. Someone mm. on LinkedIn has apparently done a post or a video that shows the behind the scenes of the electrical installation at the Nightingales. Yeah. And according to his posts, they are basically lethal awful which to me is just scaremongering words um there must there there probably is some poor workmanship in it but at the end of the day i'm sorry i'm sorry but it's a temporary installation so long as it's fit and functional it works it disconnects we did at our local hospital you know it wasn't it wasn't an it system you know it wasn't like built to be a hospital it's just get it done you know it was compliant um i'm not saying it was that this is where sparks can fear monger and it's always driven by rates not remembering their fundamental principles is there barriers is there enclosures is there insulation is there protection by disconnection of the supply is there supplementary protection um from earth leakage all these other things you know is there intrinsic measures needed for any gas systems have you considered all this yes move on Mm. i was i was i was halfway through typing a post in response to it and i was trying to say you know what's going on why are we saying this i was ashamed of many electricians posts not electricians in my network i have to say the ones that were not out not in my circle but i think they I were replying to it and i was gonna go on my facebook group i was gonna say look who's up for this you know let's get together but it got to the point where it's like well i can't actually i'm all the way up here and i've got training booked in to help and i had like 300 people booked in for a webinar and i just thought i'd leave it and then obviously we found out that the army were starting to do it or the gurk the the um gurkhas were doing some work and others so i left it but i i was i was very close to just 
mm. shaming a lot of people that were just all about, oh, that's rubbish money. I understand we've got to feed Some our families. Some people aren't getting any money, that. so but no, there's, there's a jump yeah. that. Oh, no. there's, there's a line and as Paul said and that it is, it's part of national service to a point it is a national service mm. it's to support a duty to your community to use the skills the skills need to otherwise I mean otherwise one day they'll, they'll just do that they'll go you've got those skills you do that and they'll remember work. there'll be a lesson learnt now and the less somebody will turn around and go do you know what we built this about a lot of money sparks so what do we need to do to make this happen again and again and again and again because this is one of the inherent dangers if sparks complain and kick off too much they will be replaced because that's yeah. how big projects work, how construction works. They'll find ways to get rid of the troublemakers. And the worst thing is, is there's always a way of raising things in the right way. Mm. But the, the first part of it comes from discipline within yourself. And electricians, sadly, we're not great at that because we like to kick off um, quite easily, quite a lot, as we all do. We all have done it. We're all guilty of it as well. Um, mm. Right. I'm going to move on from this horrific thing because we've got other bits to talk about. Um Social media, right? Well, it kind of na- nicely um, segues into it, really. Social media. Um, I personally find Twitter horrible. My Sparky Jedi account, I've locked it now. Um, I've literally said to people, if you want to connect with me, unless I can see your face and your name, I will not accept your connection request. I still have, I think I've got about 50 people that have requested that I'm, I just don't bother pushing the button on because they can't read a simple thing in my bio i'm not going to bother responding um what what do you find because obviously you're instagram heavy you focused mm. a lot of effort into instagram what do you think of the other social media platforms how do you find engagement on them yeah so i've got a facebook page for residual current um i had to make one anyway i think because it's all one thing but different now isn't it facebook and instagram um i don't really push that it does like get like a few engagements here and there and people like and stuff but i don't actually i think what i post on instagram automatically appears on there i'm gonna say you have it probably connected to your facebook so if you post a story if you do if you do a post it goes as a post if you do a story it goes as a facebook story that's it but obviously the content isn't as tailored for facebook um in line my description i've just liked it i've just found it and i've just liked it um i didn't realize yeah um but i don't really push that i'm on a lot of on my personal facebook i'm on a lot of um, electrical trade groups um and communities but they're they're so toxic it's more entertainment really um i don't dare post on there Um, some of the questions that they put on there right i'll be honest with you so i'm a moderator on dave's one some of the questions i've literally pumped i'm sorry dave but i've pumped people out of your group just yeah, the stupidity the of their questions Ninja one is a lot nicer than it's not some of them are just like a, a you know a wild space they're not they say they're moderated but they're really not you know it's yeah no we've with with my one i mean i've got a couple of groups but the spark ninja group is the main one i think that's about yeah. to hit i don't look at numbers but bella likes to play with it and i think it's about to hit six thousand in the next week or so mm. i don't know if that's good in comparison i think it's pretty strong for electrician uk groups. six thousand good that, ones that's yeah good that's, ones, I think. yeah and that is the thing i mean i've i've said it a number of times too i've got i've got um i've, I've i try to keep it nice and balanced i may have to get more moderators eventually but i've got mr mean in here as one of the main mods um and I've got um, Robert and Emma, which is the Sadler duo, yeah. um, myself and, and my wife. And um, so Emma and my wife, you know, being being two women, that's great because I had loads of people come in just a couple of weeks ago from a group called Open Circuit, which is a lady only uh, electrical community group. 
and they all came in and I, and I said oh that's great and I, and I said I said to Emma I said, well, if you find anything in this group that you think is any way sex or whatever don't ask me just get and there's yeah. you know I have, and I've said it a number of times I haven't got a problem if that number goes from 6,000 over a weekend down to 600 mm, what yeah. I need is the right people to be in that group and I've, oh, had a couple of, I've had a couple of people say, I'm going to have to go for a little bit or be quiet for a little bit because it's getting too big. And there's a lot of people that are co- that are condescending and taking the piss because people go in there, act, you know, they don't listen. Mm. And quite often we, and the, here's the problem, because there's only a few of us moderating, they, they do get in. And they slip through, yeah. We did try to control it quite tightly. Um, I, I pumped them. You I, I sling them. I am. I have. I have the world record for. I. I tell you now, for the six thousand people in Dave's group, I have probably sacked six thousand out of it. Yeah. And the thing I'm is, they'll come to me and they'll and they'll pick, they'll DM me and they'll go, "Why am I in it?" And then sometimes they'll be nice. Sometimes they'll be really, really bitter. Yeah. And I'd be like, "Well, you're letting me know exactly why that's happened, and I don't care." And I'm yeah, just ignore exactly. it. Go away. We don't want negative people in the group. You'll get pumped. Simple as that. If you're negative yeah. on a job, you get pumped. If you're negative in that group, you get pumped. Simple as that. But, but we yeah. have pumped loads and loads of people out of yeah. that group for the ne- for the wrong thing. Slagging off people who are humble. Slagging off people who are trying to learn. Sometimes you've got to ask the dumb questions because you don't know. There is a way of just saying, "Look, I don't think you maybe should possibly should be doing that, or maybe asking that politely." Some of them just take the piss. Some of them mm-hmm. rib. Some advertise stuff. One guy was advertising. I think he was advertising the other day. Oh, selling a load of lights. I didn't know it was hooky. Out you go. See you later. Gone. Yeah, yeah. Deleted. Bye. See yeah. you later. Gone. So anything like that you know um i did try to keep it like tight to enter so you know do you agree with the rules and the rules would say you know electricity but um there was a the way facebook works on i don't know if it's the ios or whatever but i i have a tech a checkbox uh to confirm yeah. you've seen the rules and you know when we see they join it can tell me if they've checked that or not and most people weren't actually confirming it they weren't at and, all. And we, were, I, I and we were just going off you go. Off if they you weren't go. confirming it, they weren't getting in. And we, I tell you now, that I easily well over a thousand people yeah. who didn't tick that box were just denied access because we were like, no, they're the, they if they don't tick the box, they don't get in. Period. Yeah, yeah. But so then one close. weekend, I, I was like, there's so that many. That group now. should and have about fifteen thousand people in it by now. And people were saying, I'm not seeing a tick box, so I tested it. I got, I got my PC, and on my PC, I can go to a, a browser and I can adjust the settings, and I can go to a Mac. And the checkbox wasn't there, and I was like, "Oh, so it was like the current update of Facebook at the time. The tick box was missing from it, uh, <laughs> and so the requirements that I need, that I was turning them away for not complying with, they yeah. weren't seeing. They were just automatically submitting it, and so we did fling a lot. But actually, you know, oh, but, you did know, we did we screw that one up, Dave? Natural well, selection. Well, did you screw it that was, one up? It was it was it was it was Facebook who screwed that up. But they can come okay. back. They're not banned. They just weren't accepted. Um, yeah, so they can come back. But, um, no, if we remove people, what I do, if I remove someone because of their behaviour, you know I'm I'm a I moderator. All of the other groups. I'm a moderator. I'm a moderator now on the Schneider group as well. Wow. Yeah, that's that was pretty cool. It came up on my Facebook feed the other day. You were a moderator. I was like, oh really? And I'm going to ask. Okay, never mind. I'll accept. <laughs> right. Pump 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 pump. Sign me up. Oh yeah, no, it was great. Just get get out, get out. Um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't find... write any of that on Facebook. I find Facebook frustrating because when I work on Facebook, I mean, I've got a page and I've got four groups and I've got my own profile 
And sometimes I want to do one thing, but it actually does it as the other page or the other profile mm. or it mixes up. And then I've got the Instagram connection. So I'll do a post on Instagram, which will then appear on Facebook as the page. That's fine. But I'll receive a message. But is that message through Instagram, which then pings up on Facebook? Or is it through Facebook? Or is it through another part of Facebook? And I've got about oh, yeah, five yeah. I've got about five different inboxes in Facebook, which when I open up Facebook, won't actually tell me but i've got to go into something separate a separate program that i've had to download with facebook called oh pages and it pages manager so i've even deleted that that's how much i use facebook (laughs) so i've had to download that so i can actually filter through and i've probably got let me just open up this is uh don't that give you like all of the controls that you'd normally get on your it, it's, uh, it, it combines browser. it combines everything okay so it, it gives me the feed of messenger facebook uh, instagram and i don't know what the hell that one is oh, for freak's sake. something else and right well all okay, these, all okay these so just focusing back on the topic mm. um i'm facebook not a fan sucks, of Twitter, but i use it <laughs> facebook listen f- listen I, i'll agree with you facebook i only ever use to keep in touch with schoolmates I've now Literally. got the electrical industry adding me. Some people I know, others I don't, and I don't understand that, and I will not accept people I don't know I've always... on there. And I hate Facebook anyway. I just think it's yeah. very impersonal now. I always use Facebook as I add schoolmates, and I never used it for any other reason. But some yes, people some people have recently started to add me from the electrical industry, yourself, a couple of others. I think yeah, Rob, I don't know who Rob, you are. I think Robert did today as well. Um, I was like, oh, okay, all you're going to do is find stupid pictures of me from the last 10 years, you know. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I haven't even looked at your page. I just connected with you. It's nothing um, to look at, really. No, mine's, mine's is. There's tons. My my, I lived on Facebook for oh. probably seven or eight years, so there's loads on mine. Uh, just, just photos of me younger and stuff and at work. Yeah, there's just pictures There's work. just pictures of me uh, on holiday with the family. Oh, I'll tell you what there is. I'll tell you what there is on mine. It's all my school photos that I had digitally scanned and restored uh, uploaded them onto facebook so all my schoolmates could have access so they mm. could all download them for their own printing ability mm. i just put it in a folder called say you know saint tommy Moore, and that's what i did it but i don't use it for pretty much anything anymore that's twitter insane. i just find every time you open it up someone's criticizing someone um instagram yeah. i like linkedin i like because you have to be professional or you just it can destroy your career and you look like a twonk um <clears throat> what would if you had to pick one what would you pick both of you. Um, well, I let Michael answer that. I think that's an obvious one for him. Day. Instagram. Yeah, for for yeah. me, it would actually be probably LinkedIn or Instagram. Do you want to shiver? I yeah. again, uh, I I have a lot of I have a lot of things to do on Facebook. I got a page. I got groups. I got lots of people in a mm. community. And but Facebook does try to do too much. You know, Facebook is now telling me to do work. You know, because, you know, this whole working from home thing, Google mm. Classroom kind of thing, Facebook has jumped onto that. So every time I go on to Facebook, it now wants me to start working with other people in my network and all that. So it, and when you go around all the menus, Facebook tries to do too much. But I have a lot of growth on Facebook, I, which, I frust- found, which really frustrates my uh, my technical guy. My the one cool thing I find very it. deeply disturbing with Google and Facebook is definitely i know there was a thing about phones listening to your conversations and everything and i genuinely do believe that i mean me and my missus well me and my missus we had we had a chat about you know probably about a year and a half ago about adoption and it was quite an intense one Mm. and our mobile phones were in the room and next thing you know and i hadn't googled it i hadn't looked it up we hadn't researched it anyway it was just a very serious deep uh, heartfelt chat about adoption 
Mm. And next thing you know, I wake up next morning and I open up virtually every single app and there it is, adoption, there is adoption, no. adoption, adoption, adoption. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, no frigging way test, test every it. single app. Think of the most random thing and suddenly talk about it for 10 minutes around your phone and you'll see Facebook for mention it in ads or recommended the next two or three days. Can you remember yeah. we, were doing, we were doing a Skype call and Ryan was on yeah. and we talked about the, the, the Wago or the Wago. Yeah. And Ryan always comes up with this. Is it Wago or Vago? Because we yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ryan said, what, can you remember, uh, was it Wagner? Remember him? Wagner, yes. Mm, Wagner. Yeah, yeah. And I, put, I, I put it on the video, didn't I? Right. We were... He said Wagner, and it was yeah. out the speakers on my PC, Wagner. I probably said yeah. Wagner back. So the word Wagner was probably mentioned four or five times. Yeah. The next two or three days, can you remember, I showed you guys, I had that stupid bloody advert, that promotion, all about bloody, all with Wagner on it. He appeared on my phone. Didn't know you were a fan, Dave. <laughs> well, right, now I've said his freaking name again. He's going to be on you there. You have said again, his name but... again. Right, so right. we're going to move on to the last subject before we close this off. Um, but before we do, um, it's worth noting um, we have a new podcast sponsor. Hit the lights with Gary, although he doesn't actually pay us. So that was. <laughs> I was going to say, do we get sponsors? Oh, yeah, no, we don't do sponsors. But um, it's oh, worth right. noting um, that Gary has a podcast called Hit the Lights. Um, yeah, he's a nice okay. guy. Um, I've just recorded one with him. I know you've just released one with him as well, Mike, isn't it? You've done one with yeah, him. Yeah, I think it's Monday. Is it Monday? Right. It's coming out on Monday as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so this one will be out Sunday. So then there'll be another one. So you're going to have two yeah. podcasts over two days. Sorry, Gary. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's next week. It's it might be Wednesday, this, I think. It might be Wednesday. Um, it's a double dose of residual current then. Um, that's not a bad thing. My last subject, and very quickly, because I know this is going over the hour and you're going to have trouble getting this on Instagram. Um, CPD, there's a lot of talk about what CPD is. Okay. I think there's quite a healthy debate on it. Um, and I think we, we're very new on this journey. I find the whole thing hysterical because I'm a CPD assessor. And it's a really simple concept of if you've gone and done something and you can reflect on it and you remember it at a time later and still reflect on it, it's been good CPD. The yeah, format but... and the logo is irrelevant. Yeah, but Paul, what do you know? Huh? What do I know? I'm only a trained <laughs> CPD assessor. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, Mike, what is your views on what CPD is? Um, I completely agree. I think CPD is anything that, um, you know, betters you in your, in your craft or in what you do, whether that's practically or... Um, you know, intellectually, literally watching YouTube sometimes or scrolling through Instagram is a form of CPD, albeit very basic, um, or doing one of Dave's webinars or going on a course at my local training centre. You know, it's whatever. If you come out more knowledgeable, more better, even more confident so in ways. you did a video on Instagram reviewing a ProPack um, trade case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it and I loved it and it immediately made me Amazon search it and then have a heart attack at the cost of it. <laughs> but I still want one. And do you know what the worst mm. thing is is if I can still remember that in twelve months and reflect on the benefits of that trade case, mm. was that C P D for me? Yes, yeah. it was. It was. It's just people have to there is an industry, there is an economy that is solely dependent on the selling of a brand or a badge well, or a logo. Now, especially if just the way the industry is inclined, you get a buzzword, don't you? And I think CBD is now very genuinely, but has now become a, a buzzword in the industry. Yes, and a lot of a people message, are jumping on that. To a make message money to and... the CPD accrediting bodies, you're horse shit. <laughs> there you go, I've said it, you're horse That's shit. The thing and as you're well. selling 
Everyone wants a certificate for the CPD. You know, you are, am I going to have to start giving out stuff for my Instagram Mike, videos? Like, why, why don't do you, you? Why don't you produce an Instagram certificate yeah. so that anybody watches your video and can answer five questions on your video about certain things? You can then send them that certificate yeah, as a record yeah. of CPD. There's nothing stopping you legally. There's nothing immoral about it. And do you know what? You're bang on because if an electrician sends in a CPD review to the IET. I'm the one who's going to be reviewing it. Mm. And if I can see that guy has gone, do you know what? As part of my soft skills, not my technical ones, but as my, part of my soft skills, develop my trade knowledge, I use all these modern mediums to learn. And Spark mm. and Inch taught me about thermistivity of on thermography. Didn't know anything about that. When did you do yeah. that? I did that nine and a half months ago. Really? Yeah, what did you do? I went away and bought a Fleur One, and me and the lads started playing at work. Great. Do you know what that meant? It meant you were pushing yourself and others. You were yeah. pushing your own boundaries. That's what it's about. It's not sitting there going, I know what I learned 20 years ago, and that's enough. It's constantly evolving your knowledge. Mm. You don't need a goddamn logo provider. I'm sorry, but these I've developed more through qualifying free CPD than I, you know, than I have in my my path to qualifying. I think oh, it's incredible. And the guy who does the free CPD calendar, um, uh, a huge round of applause mm. to him. Pegasus Electrical, I think. Um, huge round of applause to him. That is a brilliant idea, and well done to you, sir. I think you know all hats off to that because that's great. Bringing all that together. Um, although I do think um, lots of other people are jumping. Anyway, Dave, what's your view on CPD? Very quickly. Before I start effing and jeffing again. You can't ask me a question about CPD and have the word quickly in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your view on it? And by the way, I'd like to publicly uh, thank you on behalf of everyone who's attended your webinars. Um, do you know how many? Yeah. Do you know uh, how many attendees I've had? Um, well, you had me, and that was more than enough. Do you know I've had over 2,000 <laughs> attendees. Wow. No and can I just That's say... Brilliant, I've had over 2,000 attendees. I, I, I had one of my personal bucket list moments when I got to do a webinar live with Mr. Ninja and his dad and literally 10 minutes before, let's just do it. And I think we nailed it and I watched it back and I was so proud of that. That's mm. the sort of thing where I can go, I can look back at 20 years ago as me and my mate just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Really, really chuffed that. It, it's got nothing to do with gaining evidence to put in a file if it means you don't actually remember it or reflect on it or use it because it's not yep. developed you. Um, it's very easy to attend something, get a certificate, and then get evidence and then tick a box. That's where CPD is corruptible, and that's you, where CPD is false. Do you know uh, what? Can I just add to that? So yeah. I, having done many, many, many CPD return assessments, there is an inherent lack of knowledge of what it is. There is an inherent laziness towards it, especially by people who are professionally busy and people who aren't professionally obliged to do it there is a huge mountain now to argue over as to what it goddamn well is on social media and all the people arguing on social media aren't professionally registered have no real experience of it and won't open their eyes up to the fact that it's everything and anything as mm. long as you can reflect and have learned something from it mm. and this is why we say these podcasts some of them some of them some do you know what some of the chit chat ones we do are not cpd However, if there's one or two things someone can take away from it and mm. they can reflect upon it, great. I mean, you know, there's soft skills, there's technical skills. You know, me rambling for 35 minutes in RCD selection. Yeah. That's the and I think sometimes... I mean, take, take this podcast we've just done right now. I mean, our conversation about working from home, the impact of mental health, that's going to be CPD for someone because they're going to listen to that and they're going to reflect on that. Mm. And they're going to seek to improve their situation from that. 
Yeah. I'll talk about Some social media like and our interaction that, by the way. Um, because uh, um, and it'll be their opinion, but not that I actually care to be honest with you. But um, yeah, th- some people have got some very harsh opinions because if it doesn't fit within their domain or their world of what CPD is, rather than open up their eyes or ears or yeah. actually going and doing some training on CPD or reading mm. up. I mean, and for me, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't understand CPD until I did the training, and the minute I did the training, I got asked to sit on the committee um, for CPD assessors, and I, I yeah, it's it's mm. a fascinating insight. Mate, honestly, if you saw some of the CPD returns that I've seen, I've had guys send their returns in to me, and I've looked at their return, and I've gone, you lay, I haven't written this, but I've, I've wanted to say, you lazy git. You have done hundreds of hours of CPD, but you're just putting in a basic return because the minimum is 30 hours. Once people get what CPD is, you mm. could easily log probably 30 hours a week. Yeah. If you actually yeah. really, really understand what the criteria is, yeah, yeah. But you see, I have, I have, I have. Oh, sorry, Michael. I know you're about to say something, but I'll just put it. Yeah, I have issues with with organiz- I had this with the IT, the uh, PCN certification process in thermal imaging. Organisations that say we need you to do thirty hours. It's the same with teachers training and um, the Institute for Learning. It's like, does that mean I only have, I don't have to do any more? You know, yeah, yeah. No, but remember, but remember, I understand like, you have to set a minimum, but there has to be another the way. Min- no, but the minimum, the minimum, this is a trouble. It's when people are very, very, very busy with their day jobs. If you set a minimum, it is exactly that. It's a minimum awareness. And by getting them to go back and consciously be aware, your minimum has to be. So, for instance, when I do my return, I can actually take, um, I can use my uh, CPD hours to. Uh, reflect against soft skills or technical skills or the UK spec of competence that I have to uh, adhere to as a professional engineer. So if I do a management, like project management online course, I can reflect that to a, a engineering council uh, criteria. And mm-hmm. I can say, I did this to improve my levels of C2, which is mm-hmm. managing people, projects, et cetera, et cetera. That's great because you're mapping your ongoing development into the framework that you're obliged to maintain your competence. It's a. It's just literally continually yeah. improving. That's it's all in, it it's is. It's in the name. It's in the name. How yeah. you do but it is fucking irrelevant. Yeah. But if you if you give a value where you have to hit an objective target, that makes it feel like an obligation to many. It and is. They don't see the value in it. It's an obligation for professionally registered persons. I believe it's an obligation in other professions as well. My missus is an occupational therapist. She has to do a minimum of 150 hours. Yeah, so okay. does uh, my, 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 my dad's wife, she's a nurse, she does 100, 100. My missus something. spent probably two weeks up here, which is why it's good to bulk record podcasts, every evening putting together copious amounts of reflection diaries um, to prove and demonstrate because her one was peer-reviewed. And I, I would sit there and laugh because I could see what she was doing and the stresses she was under, but I could also see it from the peer-reviewer perspective. And the peer-reviewer is simply there to go, have you done it? Yes. Did you reflect it against any other criteria scope? Well done. Are you continually wanting to do more? Well done. Pat on the back. Now, in 20 years time, that level of scrutiny is going to get more and more and more and more. Mm. But CPD is a relatively new thing that they're trying to implement, like the statement of ethical principles, which didn't exist many I years ago. And a now lot of people were doing CPD. They just didn't know they were. You know. mate, mate, when I was younger, CPD for me was I have to do a C in Guilds or it's not CPD. Yeah, yeah. 
And now I know I can it should watch my be mate Dave's part of the college curriculum now as well. When you when you're coming to the end of your time, they should do <coughs> you know you should have an hour long chat about right you know CPD. This is what it is in all of its forms. And it should be part uh, of the curriculum. You're right. Yeah. yeah. The people should leave colleges knowing that every day is a school day, and you're they shouldn't just hear about it or see it on, you know, shady Facebook ads from training providers and stuff like that. You know, that just uh, using that again, buzzword. Again, we've we've discussed the JIB or SparkSafe, all these other strategies, and if they were to implement a strategy where the approved persons had to reflect and provide CPD, then you've got something else. Yeah, they, they just don't. They just don't. It's not in there yet. The JRB were talking about CPD, but they've been talking about CPD for years, haven't they, as well? We've discussed it on other podcasts. And again, sometimes for some people, it's just three letters to throw around and then look for an accredited certificate later on. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of these accredited certificates go on the back end of something that isn't really engaging, but is more of a thanks for coming as well. Do you know what the weirdest thing is? is so Lux Live, I got an email certificate for Lux Live attending. Okay, mm. now that Lux Live certificate, I could probably play around with that and delete the title off of it and 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 create my own certificates. It's it the whole mm. CPD accreditation is just rubbish. And please mm. listen to our CPD podcast. Um, feel free to message us if you disagree. But I I'm I've got a unique insight into CPD, and it's just about caring enough to do something and reflect. If somebody yeah. tries to impose their view on you, you must do, you shall do. No. As long as you're consciously aware that you're learning and you're growing, that's enough. It, this, this unfortunately, over the years. unfortunately, it always comes down, as you said, with the third-party creditors. It's all about money and stimulus of money. Yes, it is. Um, again, the situation I'm in right now, you know, I've delivered training for people, and a lot of them, even before I started, were requesting it be CPD accredited so that they can then put it on their CVs because their employers require any CPD that they do to be accredited. That immediately makes me look into it, and I've contacted many, but the CPD accreditation services will pay you'll you'll pay the max amount for accrediting an event, which you can then re-deliver as many times as you want to over a twelve month calendar year. But it's one event, and you know, take for Why example, can't it just take stand example, up on its own feet though. Why does it's it have feed to generation? Just, yeah, it's it's, it's um, fee generation it, hidden under a well we accredit and check and verify learning. As anyone can place. see from a mile away that it's CPD. You know? Yeah, but the problem is the admin staff who do all the CPD accreditation can't. They okay. just have basic rules that says yeah, suppose, you can only yeah. have a logo on the front and end page. There has yeah, to be yeah. some learning taking place. It's an utter okay. false economy. I'm sorry, but these CPD accreditation bodies should be shut down. People are going to really hate me for saying that. <laughs> But they're not giving any. Well, from my perspective, they again. I said this to not the purple one, but the blue one when um, and I the blue CPD house place months ago because I was looking to get my sparking injury learning accredited, and I said, okay, I'm going to give you money. You're going to accredit my training. What value do I get from you to assert my learners that it's that's worth it? And all I got was their logo goes on my site. My CPD goes on their database. It's all about badges. It's all about displaying a badge. There's, and it's the same right now. I've contacted a number of them just now, and none of them verify the technical, actual technical content. No, of because training. they're not compensated. So, so they, they can't do that. They just, as Paul says, they just make sure the logo is clear and that learning takes place. Yeah. But they're, they're not competent then to assess it. That's contradictory in itself, though. Yes, it is. Mm. It's a crock of shit, to be honest with you. It's utter rubbish. But that yeah. unfortunately, this, this is and this is the problem because I've wanted. I want. I mean, these these webinars are free, 
But if I'm, if I'm going to get it, City Guilds accredited right now with the number of subjects I've delivered so far, it's um, here's hang on, what's the quote? Mike, Th- 3,300 pounds is going to cost for me to get accredited to training I've delivered. And I want to deliver more subjects. The problem is I'm delivering a variety of subjects, but I'm currently on a price of 3,300. So right so now this, we're trying to see what else we could do. This but. is how dumb it is, Mike. So I did when the 18th edition was in draft. I ran around the country doing loads of training seminars, and it's fair to say I did some briefings which were for an entity that said, "Oh, they've got to be CPD accredited." And I had to send my material off to make sure there was a logo on the front and the end, and learning took place. But they weren't competent to understand what learning I was trying to instill in the people. I no, could have really. been teaching them a load of utter ball crap yeah and they would as long as never have known you know they're not going to put someone who is electrically uh, biased to check this electrical powerpoint because that person will go oh hang on a minute i didn't know anything about the 18th edition because it hasn't come out yet mm. it was going through the draft and i was yeah, one of the yeah. few people who actually read the whole draft other than dave and one or two others um so i was going around and telling them this is my my learning from it and to stimulate debate thought trying to imp- imp- uh, get people to want to mm. comment and engage yeah, um, yeah. and it had to be accredited utter rubbish <laughs> utter rubbish mm. but they make money out of it and it, and, and i think there are too many organizations where you like that making sit money out in of a position to assess people's cpd do, you must look into that yourself you know just out of your own intu- intuition if you if there's some form of cpd that you're like oh what's that about you surely you know i've but come why... to an awareness that i'm always a lot of the time i'm always doing cpd i could probably do more um but when you realize the full spectrum that's why the t-waves principle are there i like the t-waves principle because it's an easy way to remember it's a huge spectrum it's not just you're going to have to go through t-waves now you've mentioned it <laughs> why Oh, right. Those okay. people are so, going, what's T-Waves? T-Waves, sorry. If you listen to the CPD podcast, so T-Waves is training, yep. work experience of any form. It doesn't have to be work-based. It can be volunteering for the scouts. It's personal development, social development, um, academic study, volunteering, uh, events and seminars, or self-study. T-Waves. Um, self-study is, here we go. I've been reading. I don't know if you can see this. This is the ICO, ICO. contractor book. Electrical Installer's Handbook, uh, version 4, updated mm-hmm. to the 18th edition and also the um, yeah. 5839 part 6. Brilliant little book. So yeah. if I remember what I've learned in here in six months and I can reflect on the different new categories, I, I've i done CPD, reading the book. Do I need someone to accredit it? No. But all I've got to do is ring up ACO and ACO will, send me, will put me on free training anyway, which yeah. is why I think they're a great company. Um, that's not a paid advert, by the way. I'm just because it's on the desk. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, CPD. Um, Mike, just on CPD. Um, what mm. what CPD do you think you're wanting to do for your for your career going forward? Do you have any intended professional development? Yeah, thinking about um, what you want to do moving forward. So I'm actually booked on to the two three nine six. It was for July whether it you know obviously not um but hopefully that gets um so good that is re reorganized for later on in the year or, or whatever um, i'm actually gonna go I'm through dave's, on right now. i'm gonna go through dave's uh original youtube series yeah. on it and i know you i think you said you got some more stuff coming out on it yeah i'm actually um i'm trying to get i've got a number of people that have asked if i can do some assistance with the project so i'm about to start doing some heavy work on it in about a week yeah. 
Oh, wow, cool. It's the one course I'd like to resit, but I'm too scared to because I'm too <laughs> rusty. Mate, um, yeah, you'll, you'll find it a doddle. Um, um, <laughs> what else are you going to do, Michael? Wait for um, yeah, there's that. Um, obviously, I'm doing everything with Instagram um, and you know doing a lot more collaborating as well with new products and um tools so that is in my opinion a form of um cpd um i'm currently sort of um well i'm project managing and i'm learning every day in that that sense and i've got a lot of great people around me um like you know showing me the ropes and showing me how to do things so i think that's again it's not never going to be accredited, you know, but for me, that's the thing. I think CPD, it doesn't have to be something that you can showboat almost. I know I'm progressing. Do you know what I mean? Um, as much as you want to be able to write it down, it, you know, you can't always. And I think sometimes people need to realize that it's not always, you know, something. A lot of people have gone to the university of life and that isn't CPD accredited. Mm. And I went to university of life. That wasn't CPD accredited. And now I'm a CPD assessor. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure that one, eh? Um, yeah, okay. All right, chaps. I think we've probably done enough for this one. Apologies, this probably won't fit in. Well, I'm sure you can trim it down to fit into an hour. Try, try, um, yeah. Dave, any final thoughts, good sir? Uh, not really. Uh, it's nice to catch up with you, Michael, really. Um, yeah, we'll just chew the fat in this one. We'll just chew the fat, really. That's <laughs> no, um, good. Obviously, we, 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 you know, we've talked a bit about COVID-19, and I just hope we kind of... Um, I know. I think I think we're doing okay, don't you? I mean, obviously, mm. we talked about working from home and stuff. I think it's I think it's okay. different for where we're all working and we're working yeah. at it. We, Dave, you're knocking your pipe out. I'm knocking my pipe yeah. out. It's fairly evident, Mike. You're working hard. There are a lot of people who aren't, and a lot of people who are struggling and worrying. And mm. I think we need to be mindful that there are those people out there. Because um, we didn't really talk about we didn't really yeah, say we didn't really talk about the boredom part. You did mention that some dads are having time with their kids, but we didn't really talk about you know. Maybe we need to do an update podcast on COVID and kind of talk about what we can do to fill the board or fill the time because a lot of people. Mm. I mean, I'm seeing some very creative methods uh, online with people, you know, just going to take social media to uh, as a way to distract them. But uh, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, no, I, I just you know, I look forward to our, our next podcast. Um, and who who knows what the news will be at the time? Mm. Indeed, yeah. Mike. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, I just wish the best of health to everyone. Um, I hope we all get get through this. Um, and yeah, it's been been lovely chatting to you guys once again. I look forward to the next one. Well, there you go, um, gents. Thank you as always. It's been a pleasure. Um, mm. Thank you everyone for listening. Sorry, this was a bit of a long one, and uh, more now than ever. Really, um, these last words um, ring very true. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.